Howl at the Moon with Pete and only Pete. And, well, not really. I'm lying. I'm here with Dallas, the cat. But, uh, yeah, let's let's hit episode 49. Uh, we're going to talk about War of the Planet of the Apes. Hit that music. <laughs> just about 4 4:30 and um episode 49 dream warriors uh so this is a re-recording uh, because the initial uh topic or that this initial episode was lost um very weird thing happened the my, my software recorded everything uh refused to save the recording so uh, what happened at that point was um thursday of last week um you know brian who i do bad eats with the youtube show he he came by to do a you know dream, dream warriors 50 because uh mark and i were not syncing up uh he's i think he's just been super busy and uh you know i, I got kind of like a insane work week also so we, we kind of had that for two weeks back to back and um there was like a couple other things i was like prepping for the show and yeah i missed a recording with my sister which kind of like broke my heart um so yeah so i kind of already had brian scheduled so by by that point by recording episode 50 and um, and this right here is like, yeah, we, there was like a lost late night recording also for, um, Dream Warriors and, you know, and essentially the, the topic was War of the Planet of the Apes. Um, I saw Planet of the Apes last Monday, a week ago with, with John and they didn't want to do a recording or anything. I just wanted to, um, again, just running, um, just running hard, grinding. You know, uh, people always tell me uh, or ask me. They they ask me if 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 I do too much. Um, this is a question I've been getting my entire life. I'm not joking. I remember back in middle school, people asked me if if I do too much because I was uh, collecting, selling collectibles, doing artwork, uh, writing. Uh, kind of like focus on fine art, focus on comic book illustration. Um, you know, I just and I kind of like had like kind of like narrowed interests, but in, in my mind they were they were vast, which was like kind of like all things geek, and what you would call pop culture like nowadays. Um, but yeah, so uh, do I do too much? Probably, I don't know. Um, so. Yeah, it kind of, it, it, 
I wanted Planet of the Apes, War of the Planet of the Apes, to, to, to kind of sit a little bit. Uh, and I just wanted to watch a movie. I, I didn't want to do a recording uh, immediately after. And, and I thought we had too many of those back-to-back types of, um, like, on-the-spot recordings. And I wanted a little bit of a break in, in the feed. But, um, yeah, I was just kind of, like, just wanted to hang out with John, watch a movie, gra- grab a couple of burgers, and yeah, so essentially, um, yeah, like maybe maybe we'll we'll jump right right into it, or maybe maybe I should tease Dream Warriors Fifty. Uh, I'm drinking Red Bull, by the way, uh, sugar free, sugar free Red Bull. Um, yeah, so War of the Planet of the Apes. Uh. All the YouTubers, all the influencers that I'd love to reference, uh, hopefully maybe one day potentially uh, call out, um, loved this movie, Um, which is kind of, right, that's always like a warning sign, and uh, this was supposed to be the end-all, be-all science fiction adventure, Um, supposed to be unstoppable, like all of it. Uh, it delivered on on some aspects. Um, was this like another baby driver incident? No, I I just had a UFC party on Saturday. Was discussing someone with baby driver who completely loved the movie, and it was um you know everything that he liked about the movie was the visceral part, and I'm like yeah, but like so much of that of that story just didn't connect or resonate or make any sense um you know but it's it's tough but then again you know like it's just surprising to me because you'll you'll get people who are into something like baby driver uh for like the music and the visuals and the way it's shot but then no one's into like armageddon for those same reasons and it's like man like now like much rather be into Armageddon or like a Michael Bay movie or even a Zack Snyder movie because wow like look at like look at that no one says that about Sucker Punch but like holy crap look at Sucker Punch the the music you know great music cues in Sucker Punch great use of music in Sucker Punch but you'll never you'll never get it but you'll get it with these like kind of like artistic um, hey, like validating, like it's okay to think you're artistic, and we'll 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 validate you with this movie that you can love that only a few people will. Really weird. Um, so, you know, it's it's not exactly Baby Driver or or of the Planet of the Apes, but wow, it kind of, it gets close. You know, I mean, if Baby Driver was a triple triple, I would say War is a double. Because um, it's got like both movies had <laughs> like a hell of a beginning, uh, and you're and even with war, it's like man, like if they kept this tone and this speed for two hours, I'm like, there, this movie would be the greatest science fiction movie ever, because um, it, it it wants that. Like the movie opens and and wants this. Uh, this fight, this war, this conflict to to be like opened and and exposed and and to and it's just kind of funny, but um, 
and and I, I literally love the soldier with the monkey killer um, helmet. I, I just thought that was fantastic. So that, that's kind of like where the movie opens. Uh, we see it in, in the trailers. It's in the attack on Caesar's camp, um, which is again too like the military might versus spears and smoke bombs uh, and potentially higher ground, but um, which is great. You know, you can have higher ground in, in this scene with horseback and spears. Um, but it's it's tough because, you know, when your opposing enemy has grenade launchers, <laughs> um, you literally don't stand a chance. So, um, yeah, and that, but either way, I mean, they, they could have kept going with that. And plus, they, they kind of destroyed... The believability of the apes numbers because in that scene they take out about 32 33 apes in like a couple seconds and um you're just like man okay like that's that's a lot very quickly and and you kind of see that caesar's numbers are not like huge which um by this point in the movie i guess i was expecting his numbers to be much larger um so uh movie opens with like a good uh couple like a paragraph uh that's like a narration that uses rise dawn war and it's like motion graphics um i completely forget dawn of the uh playing of the apes what i was reminded of that movie came from war uh amazon instant had it i think at five dollars one day and they, they bumped it back up to 10 i almost bought it just to watch it but i'm just like i don't know I, um it, like if just no desire to to watch it um so anything with dawn i was reminded of through war of and um yeah so <laughs> We go from like we go from this this camp, and we establish that Caesar, you know, is still leading the tribe. Uh, the tribe somewhat worships him as leader. Um, there's gorillas now on the side of humans called donkeys, and um, really cool white ape called Winter. Winter turns in, into the one that betrays everyone. And so at this point, um, we go to night, uh, Woody Harrelson's character with like a black ops team, uh, tries to assassinate Caesar, winds up killing his, his family and Caesar now goes on this revenge and that's it, man. Like that's kind of where the movie completely, um, goes off center from, from there, um, I'm not saying that this movie doesn't have consequences and, and things like that. It def definitely does. Um, at this point, the next best scene in the movie is Woody Harrelson's uh, I'm a sym sympathetic villain speech, which I thought was fantastic. And th this is where I started to get confused. Uh, and what confuses me with this movie is the intent, um, which is, all right, so we have three movies um, made... Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll just say, uh, just guesstimating, um, what, like eight years production for three movies, uh, what, 200 million a piece, 
probably, right? So $60 million, six hours, six and a half hours, I'll say, 6.5 hours, and your, your entire intent now is to what? Um, you know, like I, I draped some notes here. Let, let me get to them. Um, let me go here. Because you now, uh, when the recording failed, <laughs> I um kind of went back and took notes so I could be um a little little bit accurate, you know, like a, um not accurate, just kind of remind myself. Um. Okay. So. Okay. So. The fall of humanity, right? These three movies wanted to document that. They wanted to document the 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 apes. The rise of the apes. Um, they threw in the astronauts in Rise. Um, they wanted to explain how Caesar became a myth. Uh, also, they wanted to explain to you Nova, and also how the plane uh, of the apes, like kind of like environment, was a desert. How how did the how did they settle? Why would they settle in a desert? Which makes no no sense in the original. Like. Um, you know, even though, like, it's post-apocalyptic in, in, in the original. So, that's kind of, like, the intent of, of these movies. These movies is to really just to explain that that Caesar has become a myth and that the humans are not self-destructive. They're not. That is, that was the big point with Planet of the Apes. That was the point. The point that was that humanity destroyed itself. And we have, like, just let that let that sink in. If if especially if if you've seen this movie, we have a. Um, let let's just go into the year, right? Um, the original Planet of the Apes was. Um, oh jeez, uh, here we go. Uh, Nineteen seven. You know what? I'm oh, sorry. 1968. I think I, I said 69 before. Uh, probably the previous recording, but yeah. Um, 1968. Uh, like, okay. So, 1968, th this is what people feared. Uh, in 2000, you know, we're, like, we're, we're in the, the 2000s now, geez. Um, like, what, 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 what do people fear in 2017 what do they fear what 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 would you make the point of and i think that should have been rolled into the um saga for this one to, to, to put a, a stamp on it uh kind of odd right so humanity what for, uh in this movie you kind of want the humans to to win, which is kind of funny because they should be portrayed as, um, you know, like they, 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 maybe they tried it, you know, like they put the apes into slave labor. Uh, Woody Harrelson's whole gimmick in the movie is to build a wall because the part of the hook is that this other army that, uh, you think is coming to help Caesar. I mean, to help Woody Harrelson to hunt down Caesar, 
is coming to destroy Woody Harrelson because Woody Harrelson has these like extremist views on what's happening with humanity, and which is this other thing that they explain is the um, the the degradation uh, the, the of the human race. So humans are more monkey-like or primate-like or um, in the original plane of the apes. You know, like they're running through the fields and, and they're being caught by the gorillas and, and Charleston Heston gets netted and get your paws off me, you dirty ape, and, and, and all these things. So humans don't speak in this future. And they explain that because the simian flu that wiped out humanity at the end, um, actually end credits of Rise of the Planet of the Apes, uh, has mutated in, and it, it now affects humans and it, it, it takes away their ability to speak and, and maybe like a couple other things um, that we, we, we assume. So Woody Harrelson has like a, a, like a no-live policy. Like uh, when, when this happens, he kills him, uh, tells a story where he has to kill his son. Uh, it's, a, it's a really good scene. Um, and there is an army in the north now that uh, doesn't want him to be doing that, so they're coming to take him out. So Woody Harrelson enslaves um, all the monkeys, all the chimps, all the gorillas to build this wall. Now, what we find out is at the end of the movie, when this conflict reaches a boiling point, which was you had a couple things happening. You had a Caesar conflict. You had the monkeys escaping. Cause you know we're we're at this point in the movie where monkeys are escaping jail, um, and we we have like a, a full out war, and that this this army of the north uh, during winter, but it just sounds like Game of Thrones when I say it out loud like that. Uh, they bring like full armed gunships, so we're talking Apache helicopters. We're talking. Uh, even artillery, um, huge numbers of men that, that completely fill up this, this valley. And, you know, Woody Harrelson has some, like, anti-aircraft uh, missiles and, and guidance-like systems, but, um, uh, like, you don't, you don't stand any type of chance. You, you, you have no hope if um, there's Apache helicopters coming for you and you're just on a wall with a machine gun. And that is exactly like, you know, what was that? So that just seems silly to me. Um, the movie, so kind of sets up this idea that there's like two groups of humans left, Woody's people and the people of, 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 of the North, which you really don't believe, like you don't get a sense of that. And um, they have to do something with the humans by the end of this movie. Like, you gotta do, like, right, the humans gotta, and this whole time I'm just thinking, like, the humans can't live. To, I'm not really thinking about, like, what they're going to do. I'm just saying it to myself. I'm like, the humans can't live. Like, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? And it's, a, you know, it's a convenient avalanche. Just wipes them all out. And you really, and, and Nova survives. So, um, Nova also gets her name from Chevy Nova. Because, you know, we live in an age that everything needs to get explained. And, uh, uh, the Nova thing felt really wedged into the movie. Um, really didn't add up at all. Like, no payoff. Um, 
Yeah, you know, but like I said, like in all of this, this was like a good, uh, like it was just like a good experience. It was a good story. It was it was fun to watch so, some of this stuff unfold, um, which just doesn't resonate with me. Is that man? They spent all of this time, like leading into what? Like why? Why are you like? So it's it's a it's a trilogy. It's three movies now. That's like a love letter setting up. The parts of Planet of the Apes that are not explained. Okay, I mean, and, and you know what I, I was waiting for? I was waiting for something with the astronauts in this movie. I thought, um, I thought that the timing would have been good. I thought it, it would have been like interesting. Uh, you know, it, like if they go that route, if you're really going to explain things, go into detail. How, how do you leave out the astronauts? Um, like you know, really a hit and the. And even right now, talking to you, um, you know, this war of the planet of the apes kind of, um, not, not, not too many people are on this, but this potentially is this with when you, when you grind out the Spider-Man homecoming numbers, this is potentially the fall of the box office this summer because we have a movie we have two movies, and, and I'll get right into maybe some of the Spider-Man figures right after this. But but we have, um, it's 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 troubling, you know. We 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 have a movie that got nothing but adulation. I'm sure it's it's a high number on Ryan Tomatoes, right? Because that's what people care about nowadays. Um, War of the Planet of the Apes. When it comes to unadjusted. Uh, price inflation, and I, I only kind of like to talk unadjusted, unadjusted anymore. Um, it's it's number five, people. It's the fifth highest grossing Planet of the Apes movie. Um, you know, it's slightly not slightly, but it's you know it's maybe about ten million above, but beneath the Planet of the Apes uh, from nineteen seventy. Uh, right? Was was that nineteen seventy? Hold up here. Let's let's make sure. Yeah, nineteen seventy, which is one of the ones people love love to hate. Beneath was the sequel to the original. Came out two years later. Okay, so <laughs> by comparison, all right, you know, back when people actually saw movies in theaters, uh, Planet of the Apes, two thousand and one. The movie people love to bash Tim Burton for, which I don't know. That movie has a that movie has a hook at the end, and it's fun as balls, and it has a monkey war, uh, set design, costume design, uh, practical makeup. I don't know. Uh, it's just like a good movie. It's just like a fun good movie. Um, yeah, you know, like on on if uh, on the scale of like, hey, you know, I'm I'm here to have a good time. If you're a film buff, whatever, um, you don't like anything to begin with. So why even bother having that discussion? Um, yeah, so that's at two hundred and eighty-two million. It's almost at two eighty-three. Two hundred eighty-three million versus a hundred and seventeen. That's where war is. Okay, um, war doesn't seem to be overcoming rise with inflation. Rise is still at one ninety seven, almost two hundred million. Uh, the original 
Planet of the Apes, uh, 221, Dawn, 229, which uh, actually people came out to see that movie. Um, you know, Dawn, 2014, three years later, War. Um, yeah, it's it's depressing. I'm sorry. Um, and it doesn't mean it's not a good movie. You know, I think this movie was good enough to, to get really high numbers. Uh, even if it came out a few years ago, I think if this movie came out a few years ago, it would have been uh, really significant. It would have been huge. Um, one, one other thing, too, that, that bothered me while I was watching this, uh, you know, the influencers, the YouTubers, all, all the people that just like to uh, not drill into movies, you know, when they give you the, um, the five-minute synapse synopsis review which is destroying film conversation they'll go on and on about Andy Serkis and how wonderful he is as Caesar I don't know how you even determine that I don't know explain it to me uh, I'm watching this movie and I'm, the entire time I'm thinking of the glorious minds behind the special effects and it's like oh my god these people they're they're so good they're geniuses um, you know, they top themselves. No one tells them to top themselves, but they do. It's just a culture of that side of the industry. And I'm thinking of those guys. Those guys are the ones that deserve everything. It, it, oh, excuse me. It's not the, uh, it's not Andy Circus. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, he's still, the, he's just sitting in, in, in a tight suit with like a camera in front of his face with dots on his nose. To, to track his movements, and I'm looking at I'm looking at War, and I see Caesar's nose, and I'm like just staring at his nose, and I'm like, man, I was like, what does circus have to do with how cool that nose looks? Get out of here. Uh, you're stretching there, but that's it's a little bit of where we are. Like, just imagine like every time you ate something, you had to like love something about something you ate. And that's like where film is now. It's like you extremely love it or you you hate it. You know, like it it bruises you. And what you love about it is just so great. And it's like, oh, it's like not really. It's just not the way it is. So we're we're at the, the death of the box office. And and let me just go into Spider-Man real quick. So we go into let me just go into this um, series, Spider-Man movies. All right. So, Homecoming adjusted price inflation. So, okay. So, Homecoming has made less money than The Amazing Spider-Man. And that's the one people, that's another one people love. People love to hate three Spider-Man movies, three of, 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 of the six Spider-Man movies since uh, 2002 people love to hate. And that's Spider-Man 3, Amazing, and Amazing 2. Um, so here's the funny thing. Homecoming, good number though. $276 million domestically. Uh, when you compare this to Tobey Maguire and St. Raimi, and I'm sorry, uh, those 1 and 2 are they're just amazing movies, and I'll watch those any day of the week. Because um, I really love... Parker's like just Peter Parker in, in those movies. I don't know why. Um, yeah, Tobey Maguire 
brought in $617 million. Uh, Homecoming's not even at 300 Won't hit 300 Amazing Spider-Man, right at 300 um, uh, Spider-Man 3, number 3, the one, you know, the, the, the Venom one. People just have Venom for, for 3. Uh, $434 million. Okay. Um, we're, it's not looking good, people. Um, you know, like what's if you want to talk about what's contributing to this, um, honestly, I really, um, I really don't know. I really don't know. It's, um, I think this is a part of streaming piracy, you know, mostly streaming. Um, you know, the upgrading of the home entertainment center, like, again, picture and sound, just as good, um, you know, and, and that's that's what people want out of movies, and I think it's a little bit what Brett Easton Ellis has said about, um, you know, like, just the idea of what content is and how people respond to content, how they're absorbing it, um, and how that takes away from the theater-going experience. Uh, I, I do agree with it. Uh, I do think in his latest podcast, um, which I forgot, to, I, I glossed over this previously and then delve into it because uh, I'm getting better at this, you know, and it's it doing connecting those mental dots sometimes while I'm talking to you. Um, it gets easier and easier, but there's things that pop into my head after it. I'm like, oh, my God, you know, like I, I didn't make that point, you idiot. Uh, yeah, so it's it, his his contention essentially is this: um, people have are losing their way in the in the method that they're discovering content and and absorbing content, and this is hurting the overall uh, in, like industry. And he thinks TV culture, you know, which is uh, you know, I think he's called. Uh, TV today to be in like a golden age, um, like you know, like the the writers' room has taken everything over. I and there's something to be said about that because I really feel like that's how the Marvel Marvel movies are so strong. You know, they're it's kind of like a writers' room type type um, type push. Um, what's up, Dal? Uh, I don't know what is he. What are you doing, buddy? What do you want? What are you looking for? But yeah, and I really like uh, like his podcast because I think his his opinions aren't just film perception and like really where where things are going. Um, yeah, I think it's it's second to none. I think it's top notch. Um, it's to be listened to, and he's doing less and less because he feels like there's there's less to to discuss, and like that's heartbreaking. Uh, but I do disagree with them. I, I, I think when, you know, we have streaming capabilities, uh, it's going to change the level of competition. And I'm curious on, on what emerges out of that. I, I, we, we, we will see a, a Marvel movie, you know, like a major superhero movie. And we will see a Star Wars movie. Premiere streaming, we we we'll see this. 
we'll see it in the yeah, next next years, next few years. And you know, like that's that's when we know where like maybe at that point, yeah, there'll be even less theaters. Um which, you know, again, uh, hurts, but I mean you, you, you can't deny um what happened with homecoming you can't you can't deny the war of the planet of the apes um it's if you just look at, at the numbers we, we have two movies uh i kind of mentioned it a little, little bit of a of a golden age run uh in science fiction that this summer um between uh you know like wonder woman rise uh spider-man and geez i'm, I'm forgetting something <laughs> What, what 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 am I forgetting? Hold up here. Let's let's just go here. Uh, oh, uh, well, we do have Dunkirk, which is uh, you know still doing damage. Um, you know, well, Valerian, which bombed, and, and even like Ghost in the Shell, Transform, um, Transformers. A lot of science fiction this summer. Uh, most of them were successes, but um, you know we're we're in like a like a good month, and all these movies got hype. Uh, they got adulation, they had advertising, and nothing kaput. Um, and it's only because there's less of an emphasis on going going to movies. And I was, um, uh, you know, to lead into, um, we're going to be checking out soon. Because, you know, it's almost 5 o'clock in the morning, and I got things to do. Um, I sit down with Brian, who I do Bad Eats with, and... I just wanted, you know, I, he, he said he could come over Thursday. I said, come over, let's go over. Oh, Alexa, stop. <laughs> That's my Alexa alarm. That I was. <laughs> um, yes, and he, you know, just wanted to come over. And I said, sure, like, let, we'll discuss bad eats. And we'll we'll do like let's let's just do a podcast. Um, I think it'll be great if you were fifty. I couldn't organize um, some of the other stuff I wanted around fifty, especially with Norm kind of falling off as deeply as he has. Um, and honestly, it's it's for like where where, where the show's going. I, I don't think he is um, just doing his due diligence on tracking like where where the show is and then what what level of conversation the show has evolved into. Um, and it, it just sucks because I, I, my original idea for 50 was to do like a jamboree and have everyone here, uh, get one or two extra mics and kind of rock and roll. Um, but, you know, that didn't happen. And, and I was fine with that because I, I, the idea of doing a show with Brian for 50 and knowing that we were not going to go into, get into like movies and, and we were like th this was going to be a personal like episode. And, you know, him and I have a very interesting history and I kind of wanted us to explore that and just document it. And I, I don't know if this is more of the future with Dream Warriors, but and there, from my perspective, there is something satisfying about that. And I don't know. Like, I, th I might have more and more people on here to do something like that. Uh, that you'll get in 50. And, and I thought 50 was, like, a good good time. A good, the timing was good to, to jump into that type of show and see, like, 
what happens with it. Um, so post 50, you know, so th this week that this will be released later on Monday, Dream Warriors 50 will be released on Tuesday. Um, you know, like there's going to be a little bit of, of a break um, because the I, I'm going to fully uh, think and and re like just like analyze the entire show like top to bottom. Might get new theme music. Might get even a new show title. Um, it might, like I said, it might evolve into something else. This uh, this is mostly going to come from me combing through episodes, um, trying to identify what's good, what's bad. Uh, there's YouTube efforts that are slow, but they're coming with Dream Warriors, uh, and. It, you know, like I, I kind of the, the 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 episode fifty is already done. It's already rendered. Uh, it just needs to be published. Um, and you know, like even between now and tomorrow, I'm going to re-listen to that episode. Um, because I, I it's I think it's very interesting uh, it, that him and I kind of went through our history and and how kind of like weird comp it's it is a weird complicated history. I'm not joking. Uh, we were even talking about it on, on this past Saturday. He was over for the UFC party. And, um, you know, while, you know, all of last week, too, battling a cold, like a real bad cold. Like, first time I've been sick in about three years like this. Um, I still have it. I'm still congested. Uh, that was, like, another good slowdown. <laughs> like, good reason for a slowdown. Uh, it's hard to do anything when when you're that foggy and congested. It really is, but um, you know I just kind of quarantined myself. But so when we did our episode on Thursday too, like yeah, I was uh, just mentally not a hundred percent. But now, like it's we, I think we we did something good. I want to listen to it uh, one more time before it gets released. Uh, and I kind of want to compare that to some of the other Dream Warrior episodes. I think are the highlights, and and see see what what I can do with with the show. Um, I, I but there's a side of me that will all that wants to say Dream Warriors will always be comics, movies, television, pop culture. Uh, you know, with with our level of insight. Uh. Yeah, you know, that that even even I think right now, like uh, the, these points brought up at War of the Planet of the Apes, uh, just even going into the box office and just seeing it's dead, and you should run for the hills. Um, no one, you know, no one wants to, to uh, discuss that. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah. So this is Pete. Uh, just two reminders, Dream Warriors 50 coming up with Brian, Bad Eats, subscribe on YouTube, uh, subscribe to, to this also and comment, help us improve the show, and yes, there is a Get Out episode, I watched Get Out, I flipped out, uh, I was very sick when I saw that, but I still did the recording, um, I've been doing uh, conversational research with uh <laughs> with get out talking to to um to friends about it uh just just to see uh 
how crazy I was with, with my contention of, of that movie. Um, and I kind of might want to do something with that with uh, with Mark. So, because uh, Mark likes the movie. And as you can tell, I got, I got issues with it. So, Dream Warriors 49, War of the Planet of the Apes, Howl at the Moon. Howling at the moon to, I, right now too. I, I wish you guys could see this this sunrise right now because the as I was talking to you, it went from the sky went from pitch black into like this shade of blue that is uh, and there's like a little bit of orange popping up now and, and uh, I don't know it's beautiful. Signing off now though. Okay, talk to you guys later.